0: Thank you. Good evening and welcome. It's Monday night. This is the Independence Gang. It is also Valentine's Day, if that's important to anybody. Welcome to the program. I'm your host, JV. We've got co-host Vince tonight filling in for Britt, and we've got JR and Juliet. Everybody's got a big smile on their face. I hope that's all good news. I will say this. uh, The reason we're a couple minutes late starting the program uh, is that I'm having some trouble with our YouTube, DLive, and Twitch streams. They're not firing up, so... As we get this program underway, I'm going to be messing with that to try to get them to work because I have no idea what's happening here. I don't know why they're not working, but they aren't. So anyway, um, welcome to everybody. We're going to do something kind of unique to start the program out tonight. First of all, you're probably wondering why Brit isn't here. And I also have to mention that we had originally had Chase scheduled for the program. Um, he had committed a while back. And then today sent a text saying, "Gee, sorry, I didn't realize I had a conflict. I can't do it. And I, you know, I've been scratching my head all day why the heck Britt uh, wasn't here. And then Chase said he couldn't be here kind of last minute. And then somebody sent me this picture. And uh, I recognize, oh, yeah, I recognize it's Valentine's Day. Okay, so I get it. And, you know, I'm not going to judge or any of that. I hope they're having a nice nice time together. Britt's going to kill me for doing that. But I had to. Actually, Chase is probably going to be the one to kill me for doing that. Uh, but I had to have a little bit of fun. Let's quickly, before I, uh, before I move on to this next kind of special thing that we're going to do, let's quickly, uh, uh, thoughts on Valentine's Day. Vince, Valentine's Day, Hallmark holidays big for you?
1: Uh, Be I actually get a pass on this. No, I see. I'm okay. My my wife hates Valentine's Day. <laughs> she 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 totally hates it uh, for all the reasons you'd expect. So I get a I get a total pass today. So I don't have to care about it any longer.
0: Nice. How about you, Juliet? Anything Anything substantial for meaning in Valentine's Day for you?
2: Um, Vince's wife is my kind of lady. I totally. <laughs> I, I don't. Do- <laughs> it's not a thing. They made it up. Not, I don't celebrate this at all. So,
0: Jr., you said the missus was was a little under the weather. Is that a, So, is that make it a different Valentine's Day for you, or would it be make no difference?
3: Uh, I think I normally would not be a guest this evening so I wasn't <laughs> for that little tidbit. But uh, anyway, she's uh, she's doing better, but uh, she's going to bed early. So hey, so I'm available.
0: All right, well I hope I hope she's feeling better. Hey everybody, JV here. Please take a minute and consider supporting the program. Our expenses are going up just like everyone else's. And it takes a lot to bring the show to you five nights a week. So we'd appreciate you going to the website, IndependenceGang.com. Click on the Donate tab, or you can just type in IndependenceGang.com slash donate. And spend a minute considering giving us a gift to help us fund our operations here. The Independence Gang is a labor of love, but there are expenses associated with it, and we appreciate your help. Uh once again if you're if you're coming over to one of uh, our platforms that are actually active like Getter or Foxhole and you're wondering what's going on with YouTube, DLive or Twitch, there's something there's an error we're trying to figure it out figure out why it's not streaming there. But earlier in the day, the dcpatriot.com um a site that's managed and and owned and created by our good friend Matt Couch broke a story Uh, that's relevant to this Ukraine-Russia situation. And I want to bring Matt in right now and have a uh, little bit of a chat about this. Welcome to the program, Matt. Good to have you with us. Hey, how are you? Uh, uh, Fine, but man, this situation is nuts. Walk us through what you uh, broke earlier today, and then maybe we can chat a little bit about how that story has evolved in the last few hours.
4: Yeah, well, you and I talked earlier this afternoon. You you had alluded to this was going to start moving very, very fast. Uh, so earlier this morning, uh, you know, Vladimir Zelensky, who is the you know uh, Vladimir, however you want to pronounce it, is the president of the Ukraine, announced on his Facebook page that he uh, an attack was imminent, basically, and it was very very alarming some of the wording that he used. Now the real kicker is is he, you know, is he baiting Vladimir Putin to attack, or is he basically throwing this back in Joe Biden's face? Is kind of now the back and forth of what we're seeing of the situation. He declared Wednesday, which is going to be the you know February 16th will be a national day of unity for the Ukraine. This also comes as Russia has apparently announced that their day, they're, they plan to attack and invade the Ukraine on that day. Uh, leaks coming out of the Biden White House have been saying that all day, including late Sunday night, that February 16th was a day. We know now, if you look at Cheryl Atkinson, you know we know now that there has been a, literally Russians and Americans sitting in a room for what is it now, like four decades. I don't know if you've seen that story that Cheryl put out a couple of months ago with communications between the two nations. For it's like four decades, it's, you know, U.S. and Russian diplomats have been sitting in the same room, basically trying to prevent nuclear war. And, and so we obviously communicate with the Russians. We know something is coming if you believe the Biden regime and that they're not basically uh, spewing more propaganda. The interesting take on this situation when we broke it this, this afternoon was his stance on the military. And I'll read you a couple of quotes here from from Zelensky here. You know, uh, he says, we strive for peace and we want to solve all issues exclusively through negotiations. Now, talking with some of my people that are connected, with, you know, in in Russia, you know, Donbas is a place that, they, that Russia really wants. You know, they're really concerned with Donbas. They already took Crimea, uh, but the interesting thing here is what he says. Is he says Donbas and Crimea will return to Ukraine. So it's almost like he's threatening to take back Crimea a little bit here too from Russia. It's very interesting how he worded this. He said, "We don't stare at someone else's, but we don't give our own. We have an amazing army." Our boys have unique combat experience and modern weapons. This is our, They are already many times stronger than the army eight years ago. We are confident in our armed forces, and our military should feel our support, our togetherness, and our unity. The basis of our army is the confidence of our people and our strong economy. He's basically saying to Vladimir Putin, if you want some, come get some. It's a very scary thought when you see this. And they have a massive military, over a million soldiers in the Ukraine. So... I don't know who's 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 baiting who here, if that makes sense. We have a massive story unfolding with John Durham with Hillary Clinton, which we've all known. Everybody on this panel has known for quite some time. You know, it's just now that the mainstream media is finally caught up with what's happening. It, it, it is this the Ukraine? Obviously, owns the Biden family. We all know that uh, with Burisma and everything. It, it, this is a mess, Jv. And I'll I'll go back. I've got a ton of new information here that I have that is not even in our article, the DC Patriot, that I've just been. Gathering from my intel sources in the last hour, and I can go over those real quick if you'd like me to as well.
0: Yeah, let's bring in a second. I want to go around the panel just uh, quickly here for some quick answers. JR, you're watching things unfold with Russia-Ukraine. What are your thoughts? Some think this is just a big show of force, nothing's really going to happen. Others think uh, Putin's going to just steamroll over Ukraine and, and uh, take Kiev in a matter of hours when he st- decides to roll.
3: Yeah, it's uh, delicate to say the least. I, I, I can't believe... Putin would would put the show of force that he has on the border, the exercises he's doing. If he didn't have some element of intent to use them, um, if not, you know, certainly the Biden administration has continued to show how weak they are, and uh, to not take advantage of that seems like, you know, would be short sighted if you were Vladimir Putin. So, uh, I think something's going to happen, whether it's whether it's. Uh, I, I wouldn't think it would be advertised exactly when. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if it was tonight. You know, I mean, who knows? But uh, I, I can't believe it, uh, something consequential isn't about to happen.
0: Juliet, uh, we had this Durham report f- filing break over the course of the weekend. Matt and I were talking about it earlier today on his show, the fact that they they released this news on Friday leading into Super Bowl weekend, which comes out on Valentine's Day, Monday, which is probably one of the worst weekends of any year to release an important news story, probably intentionally. And then you have this uh, massive, and I'll use saber rattling, even though I think we're beyond just saber rattling, with uh, Ukraine and Russia. Seems a little suspect.
2: You know, there's just this weird coincidence that whenever there's some huge story that they don't really want people to pay attention to, some kind of conflict is going on elsewhere in the world. I mean, I remember noticing that same trend back years ago when, like, Black Lives Matter first started. There was this, like, trend where either there's an incident here to distract us from something else in the world or something they focus on something going on in the world to distract us from stuff here you know this thing with ukraine it's very hard to predict what's going to happen i personally i don't know i have a like it's weird that they would do anything during the olympics but maybe they just don't care
0: vince thoughts on this ukraine russia situation is it being blown up for political reasons to cover some (laughs) other news or do you think this is real
1: it's a great question. In fact, it's that's it, this is one of the things on my list tonight to, to to maybe bring up as a topic because I I when you look at the details of what is going on here, there's something funny about it. There's everything doesn't completely add up. Uh, you've got Biden closing the embassy, but they didn't move the Americans out. They just basically moved them out of the way because we all know if Americans get caught in the crossfire here, that's how the to steal to steal or paraphrase a line from Charlie Wilson's War, that's how a covert war becomes a real war, right? And it's almost as if In some weird ways, there's like a passive uh, 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 approval here from the Biden administration for Russia to go flex their muscle. Because we all know that right now Russia's in a position where they, they they need to flex their muscle. And what a great way to do it. They've amassed all these troops. They've done all this. And at the same time, you know, Biden seems to find himself in this precarious situation where you know, if they were to move in and we get back to a Cold War-esque type of situation, does he actually create this, uh, this you know, wag the dog kind of scenario where Biden gets to look like maybe a wartime president, gets to look like a tough guy, can turn those numbers around, can do all these things? I mean, I'd still question whether he can handle any of this. And, you know, it'd be a first if they actually had a situation like this he can handle. But, you know, I think you said it at the jump, uh, JV, uh, you know, there's already a weird situation between the Bidens and the, and the Russians. So you have to wonder if there's a little more here than than what's uh, what's just on the surface. And and here, here's another one. If you don't, if you do a Google search for Ukraine, one of the first things that comes up in the list or one of the top search uh, search uh, items in the list is as if is is Ukraine part of Russia. Which leads me to believe that most people don't even know that Ukraine is a separate country. <laughs> right. So what the hell? Great, great place for us to go, you know, for the Russians to go screw around. So not so much uh, blowback from the Americans outside of, you know, what 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 Biden's hoping to get some some, you know, to get what he's looking to get out of it. That definitely help him politically.
0: Matt, in this statement, uh, Zelensky said, "We are told that G- February sixteenth will be the day of attack. We will make it a union day." He has sensed these these comments that were posted. He's kind of walked some things back and tried to explain them away. What's the latest on this?
4: You know, I mean, I, I think he's basically calling some of these people out. I don't think he's um, – I think he's basically saying, you know, it doesn't matter if it's the Biden regime. doesn't matter if it's Vladimir Putin. He's basically trying to say, look, we stand on our own. At least that's how – you know, that that's how I take it coming from, you know, Zelensky with this this situation. I think that's what he's trying to say, but it's also, you know, a a scary situation when you look at the numbers and you look at the troop buildups you look at, you know, we just pulled, uh, we just put the story of the DC Patriots. Like I said, stuff is moving really, really, really fast. At this point, we pulled over the weekend. I just found out about we pulled all of our national guard troops out of the Ukraine. They've been there since September. It's a 53rd, uh, you know, army group out Mm -hmm. of uh, Florida, which has been training, you know, uh, special forces guys in the Ukraine and training their military. So, we're pulling guys out we are officially evacuating the embassy now we've got a burn order on all of our documents in the embassy so i mean everything that's you know in the embassy is is toast at this point we're basically leaving the embassy in kiev so i mean uh, it, it's and there's and i'll if you you, know, you tell me when you want me to i mean the, the stuff that's happened in the last two hours uh is alarming i'll say the least the stuff that we've, we've uncovered here in the last two hours
0: all right so what, what are the need to knows at this point
4: uh, need to know is, is the Russian artillery is now within firing range of the capital city of the Ukraine. They have moved uh, uh, mortars into position. They can reach, you know, and this is without airstrikes, you know, with their mortars. So they have moved uh, into position, and and my sources tell me they are within firing range now of the capital city. That's a scary thought. Uh, the Ukraine International Airlines, the UIA, they have received, and I've got it pulled up here. This is just this is all, like I said, it's happening so fast. Since due to the foreign policy situation, Ukraine international airlines, the UIA has received an official notification from insurance companies to terminate the insurance of aircraft for flights in the airspace of Ukraine. Oh, in this regard, UIA at the request of lessers since five Boeing 737, 800 aircraft to Spain or retaining other aircraft for the company's fleet. In addition to aircraft to the airline are sent for scheduled in and maintenance in Belgrade. So they are now saying that they will cover no insurance of any flights commercial that are downed in the Ukraine, and that's their largest airline. Uh, that's something that's just happened in the last hour on the newswire. Um, you know, you look at, we are now at a level four do not travel advisory uh, from the Pentagon. And when you look at the statement that's been brought up here as well, uh, you know, talking about it may, basically in and around Bel- you know, Belarus. Uh, but the reason for that is, is concerning Russian military buildup along Belarus's border with the Ukraine. Uh, Russia looks now. Uh, we know what we know based on what our mainstream media, you know, if, you know, you can get some satellite imagery, but you know, it looks like Russia may be fortifying and putting another 50 to 100,000 troops there near Belarus, which would put them up to a quarter of a million uh, troops on the border. This is uh, it's it's scary stuff, you know, when you look at all of this and how quickly it's developing. But I also think Putin's a guy. When you call his bluff, which this is just my take on this, this is what the idiots in the White House are doing with, you know, they they, they want to cover up the corruption, they want to cover up the crime, and they're baiting Putin because, you know, the last thing he wants to do is look weak to someone like Joe Biden. And so they're calling him out, they're basically baiting him, they're poking the bear. I think that's honestly probably what's happening here. I'd love to hear the panel's thoughts on it, but I think that's really what's happening. And unfortunately, because of the idiots in charge in America right now, uh, this thing's probably going to pop off.
0: Uh, Matt, if you want to go around and ask the panel questions, feel free to. Otherwise, I can. It's up to sure. you. Sure. So if you've got them, yeah, go. no,
4: sure. I mean, Vince, what, what's your take on that? I mean, I honestly think that that's what's really happening here, and and Putin's going to be. He doesn't want to look weak, so he's like, you know what? You yeah. asked for it. Now you're going to get it.
1: You, and I, I totally agree. Like I said, there's there's more to the story here. There has to be, right? What's the what's really behind the scenes? And, and you've done a great job of really, and this has been a complicated developing type story, nonstop, right? For the last, at least, I mean, the stuff that's been coming out in the last 24 to 48 hours has been just ongoing. So that was a great update uh, of, of what's happening currently. I think I think Biden's going to find he's he's looking for I think his Reagan moment right. What does that mean? He's either going to be the tough guy that stands up to, to Putin, and you, you said it. You know, they, we've pulled out the we've pulled out troops, we've we've evacuated the embassy. We can, he can't have hostages. He becomes Jimmy Carter. He can't have a bunch of casualties. He's going to turn it into a Vietnam or a, a, you know a, a quasi Afghanistan situation. So he he those are not options. He has two choices: either he stands up to Putin and looks like the tough guy. And, you know, if Putin goes in and he enters this this Cold War era type of type of presidency or he comes in at the 11th hour with some diplomatic solution and looks like a hero. I think those are the two 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 plays that he's got to be looking at at this point.
4: Um, no, I was, I was going to say, you know, Juliet, what's your take on all of this as far as um, where this goes from here from? A, I mean, you know, we hear the Russian, uh, you know, I think it was the Russian prime minister, not not Putin, not the president was saying, you know, diplomacy is still an option. Now, what kind of diplomacy are the Russians willing to accept, Juliet? All out surrender of the Ukraine? I mean, it's not like they're the, you know, it's not like they're the most handshake-worthy uh, foes, right?
2: Absolutely. Um, you know, it's so hard. I mean, like it doesn't make sense. There's definitely it's like you have a puzzle but you're missing half the pieces. And you have no idea what the picture looks like, but you know we can't i mean russia's done it before they took crimea the entire world let them do that so i wouldn't put put it past them to actually do this i just don't know what all this posturing and back and forth is about and why the ukraine is acting like it's not actually happening like they're like no this isn't really going to happen the united states is just making it seem like it is so i don't know it's really hard to guess this situation i just Something's up. I just haven't figured out exactly what it is yet.
4: I agree with that. JR, I'm going to toss another uh, softball to you and let you smack it around here, buddy. My take on this as well is, you know, is there a chance that there's a backdoor agreement here with the Biden regime that we know the Ukrainians own the Biden family? We know that. Everyone knows that from documentation, court docs. What's the chance there's some back-channel communications here with the Biden White House, Vladimir Putin, you know? It's amazing that you know, for five years, all we heard was Trump, Russia, Trump, Russia, but realistically, it looks more and more likely that it's the Biden White House that's colluding with Russia and, and basically greenlighting this thing, more or less. There's, we don't see a lot of resistance. You know, we've got like 11,000 troops you know, in Poland and Romania. I mean, they're probably high and eating cheese, who knows what they're doing at this point, but they're not gonna stop 200,000 Russian troops. Uh, you know, JR, what's your take on this, man?
3: yeah as i would agree with the panel um there's there's some missing links here that we just can't quite piece together but but with the biden's connections with the ukraine and i would think uh the biden administration's aversion to actually you know participating in some kind of a a war and this isn't iran iraq it isn't vietnam this is russia you know, I mean, more consequential than something with Russia would be China and Taiwan or something, right? So this is this is a potentially a big deal. So, you know, trying to to think what would be another alternative to the obvious and having some kind of a back channel where they've already got an agreement and they you you scratch my and and this you know this is going to cost lives and millions of dollars but is that beyond the scope of of reason that they would do all that for something that they truly need? Um, I'm speculating here, but you know, you have to start filling the gaps with other plausible explanations and, and somehow, uh, there's something in it for us, uh, and the Biden administration and something in it for Ukraine and something in it for Vladimir Putin. So, um, time will certainly tell, but, uh, what we're what what's what's the part of the vacuum here that we're missing. I think will get filled in here I think pretty shortly
4: I, I agree with that, you know uh, JV I'm coming to you with this one as well And I wish I could find you know, I could share this with you I'll try to send it to you when I get out of here and let you guys continue with the show here in a few but This is the scary stuff. We all talked about everybody on the panel. I've got an actual video now coming in this is Russian armor and artillery Some have aerial ID markers on them as well. And what that means is that so their own planes don't hit them, for those that have been in combat understand what I'm talking about there. And uh, they are moving right now in the cloak of darkness. They're on the move in Tamarovka in Belorod and Oblast, which is only about one hour from the Ukraine. This also would fit the, the memo of them using the night to move to their final staging areas. But I'm watching videos right now of tank after tank after tank rolling through city streets right now, one hour from the Ukrainian border. And uh, this is happening live right now, JV. So something is happening. They're on the move. Uh, People are filming it. Thank God for the technology world. We can see this, but this is Russia. You know, they're on the Russian side and it's amazing. They literally have police cars and uh, Russian police cars and police officers in the streets. I'm watching this video right now blocking traffic so the tanks can roll through to the Ukrainian border.
0: Yeah, if if Russia didn't want us to see those videos, we wouldn't be seeing those videos. They want us to right. see this. The question is, how how far can a bluff go before you know? There's too much loss of face, whereby you have to act. And I think we're approaching that line. Um, I just want to talk about the diplomatic angle for a second here. When they sent Kamala Harris to Europe to shore up uh, our our allies' uh, positions on all of this, I thought to myself, you know what? They're sending her over because they know there's going to be an 11th hour diplomatic solution and they want her to be able to claim some credit for it. Uh, She is a bigger drag on the Biden administration than Biden is, if you can believe that. So they need her to get some positives. So I thought, hmm, this is starting to make sense now. Uh, But with this kind of activity by the Russian military, I'm not sure, because, again, you, you can only bluff for so long. And then your actions, either you have to you have to make something happen or you're going to look like a fool on the world stage. And I don't think Vladimir Putin is going to allow himself to look like a fool on the world stage. Now, one of the things that we've been warned about is a false flag operation that will serve as the justification for moving in. In 1939, uh, Nazi Germany... Uh, put some uh, prisoners in Polish uniforms and had them attack a German radio station in Prussia, in East Prussia. And that was their, their justification for going in to Poland on September 1st, 1939. So, you know, Putin is, is a student of history. I'm sure he's got something similar planned. And when we hear of that event, then we know it's on.
4: Yeah, it, it's a scary sight right now. And, of course, uh, you know, also right now, this is for, Russian forces have started to move towards their final forward positions Long-range artillery forces, as I mentioned, have moved into firing positions where they can reach the capital. Uh, and the United States is in the process of re- relocating the embassy operations in the, from basically Kiev to Lviv. I guess it's Lviv. It's another city in the Ukraine. Uh, I think the scary part about that is if we're moving out of the capital city, it means Russia's coming for the capital city. Um, they want to sack the capital of Ukraine, which would be basically that's the nail in the coffin, the stake through the heart. You take the capital city of a nation, it's over, and uh, and I think that there's no there's a reason. Uh, I also noticed that uh, Zelensky also posted a video. He brought his wife flowers on Valentine's Day, uh, you know, uh, about two hours after his thing, you know, and gave her a kiss on the cheek. Did a little 30 second video and you know said we're not scared, we're not we're not surrendering. Really interesting how this this is all unfolding, but uh, you know, pray for uh, pray for our world right now because this is. You know, I don't have any confidence in the American military or the American re- government under the Biden administration with the leaders that are in charge right now. That's my biggest concern. Um, I feel bad for those, you know, the, the, the rank and file guys in the military. You know, I feel bad for the guys that are probably sergeant and under. But we, we have a very woke military facing a very real opponent that has over 6,000 nuclear weapons. Um, just pray that these guys don't do anything stupid. Uh, that are are leading our country right now Russia is no joke we don't train like we used to our military has red and yellow cards when they want to stop being yelled at (laughs) I'm pretty confident you don't tell a Russian drill sergeant to stop yelling at you in basic training JB
0: yeah uh, we have to be concerned Matt thanks for jumping in and, and helping us out understand what's going on there um I still am a little confused as to why he walked it back. I don't think we have any answers about that yet, unless he. No, not yet. Who knows? But I do have a question um, before you go. He did this on Facebook. Can that be considered inciting violence, and will his account be banned? (laughs)
4: <laughs> i mean uh, i mean at, at this point i mean who knows i mean you're you're at risk of losing your youtube just for having me on this show, I, know, so, I know i know uh, who, who, who knows at this point buddy guys i'm, I'm gonna let you all have a great rest of the show i'll be watching always look forward to seeing all of you guys so have a great show and thanks for having me on and just just pray for our country because i'm really at a loss for words with uh, the people in charge right now of, of where we're at and not that i'm trying Mm -hmm. to scare you guys i mean i keep seeing getting videos sent to me here's another one i can't i mean i'm from arkansas so we're already bad at math but there's more helicopters than i can count right now flying uh into the ukraine from the russian border looks Mm -hmm. like at least 100 helos yeah so they're showing massive might right now um and like jv said they're not going to do this and then back down it wouldn't make sense putin's not going to be embarrassed and that's the real scary part, everyone. And God bless you guys.
0: Thanks, Matt. Thanks for for joining us tonight. I appreciate you. that. So there you have it. That's what's going on. Uh, a couple of questions in the chat room. I'm going to throw them around to the panel here. Uh, one question, uh, Vince, and and you may agree or disagree, but the question is honest question. Why should we care? Should we
1: care about this? Yeah, we uh, we have to care and. Uh, that's the other, I mean, the other, the other a- uh, unanswered question here, as simple as it sounds is why, what there's gotta be a reason other than just, you know, Putin wanna, wanting to, to flex his muscle. And, and I've, I've always said, uh, whenever there is a conflict that in, involves, uh, either the middle East or, or, uh, uh, Eastern European countries, you have to look to what's always the root source and that's oil. And I believe that at the end of the day, this is about the 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 russians expanding their territory along the black sea uh it turns out you know the, if you look into it the black sea uh the the oil and gas the official company that drills into the into the, into the Black Sea is actually owned by the state oil and gas company of Ukraine. I believe that at the at the root of this, this is about taking over uh, the the natural resources that are uh, that are underneath that uh, you know in the Black Sea. And I just and I think that yeah that, that becomes a major concern when, when we've already got our uh, you know when oil is already hitting a hundred dollars a barrel. Uh, and, and, you know, it, 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 you think about it, Russia knows that we have, a, we're in the middle of an inflation and a cost crisis when it comes to, when it comes to energy. Um, I, I don't, it doesn't, it's not lost on me that, you know, after watching the Super Bowl yesterday and watching the 20th um the 20th uh, commercial uh, for an electric vehicle yeah that you know these these are signs that we're sending uh, across the across the ocean and letting the letting our, our in this case letting our opponents know where our weaknesses are go get more go get your hands on more of the oil because if we're moving away from it everybody else is going to be in demand for it and there's a there's a market to be had. and i'm telling you that's that's in the end for me that's the end the end game here is to, to control control more of the black sea
0: Juliet, uh, Juliet, another comment in the chat room is China is the issue. Is this a distraction from what we really should be focused on China?
2: Um, um, no, uh, I, we can have more than one issue at once, you know, and Russia potentially invading a sovereign country is a pretty big issue. We should all care. Um, I have a kind of different spin on this just from something I read recently. Uh, China has 69% of the world's corn reserves, uh, 60% of the rice, and 51% of the wheat. So China is holding on to most of the grain on Earth. Now Ukraine has always been known as the breadbasket of the Soviet Union because it's the best place to grow grains in that region, right? so that is worrisome to me that potentially it's you know it's it's more important than just resources it's food because they're both doing weird things right now i mean i wouldn't put it past china to invade taiwan at the same time just so that we can't do anything about it I think we're we're entering a very scary time, and we have like the worst president possible at this moment.
0: Jr, take a second and kind of walk us through what you think the uh, economic implications are. Vince touched touched on it. You know, we're already approaching a hundred dollars a barrel for oil. If we have to slap Russia with significant sanctions, as Biden has been saying, we have to, which we probably should have started long ago. Uh, That'll include uh, a supply of oil that we've been relying on for a while now coming from Russia that we will probably no longer be able to, no longer be buying. And uh, that's going to change the world oil supply as well.
3: There's so many potential uh, uh, consequences to to this conflict and potentially other conflicts that, that you're right on that. I mean, I russia i don't know what the percentage is but it's someplace you know between 25 and 50 percent of their entire economy is oil so you know when we had sanctions on them that was a crippling in fact you know that's that's what finally brought the the uh the old ussr to its knees and i i think vince is on something with you know it, power and money and and the money in that region has a lot to do with oil so uh and and the United States in one short year has become, you know, energy dependent and there is no uh, sign that that's going to change. I mean, uh, we've seen the, basically the pre- price of uh, gas at the pump here go up at least 50% and greater in other parts of the country. And we're going to be um, at the mercy of somebody else and, and probably somebody who doesn't like us real well. So. You know, I have a, a family member who's a retired uh, lieutenant colonel in the Air Force, and he told me this probably 10 years ago, that, you know, the U.S. is, this is not the Reagan military anymore. I mean, to, we used to be a two-front military, is what he said. And to, to to have two fronts, major fronts going on at the same time um, was difficult, and this was at least 10 years ago. So I, I, th- I think there's something to the fact that it, it, I hope, I hope to God, Julia, it's not right. But, you know, if you've just watched the year of us become weak, watch us become dependent on others that hate us. What better time to coordinate two invasions than at the same time when we've demonstrated this weakness. So, uh, and, and we've just spent $6 trillion we didn't have, by the way on a disease and and made 0.2 tenths of 1% of a difference. So, you know, if you wanted to align things for the, you know, for a crisis to happen at the most opportune time, um, we've certainly laid the groundwork in my estimation for it to happen. But, uh, you know, I think there isn't anybody here on the panel that hopes anything like this is gonna happen, but boy, it's certainly looking like it could.
0: I've got something quickly here. I just want to touch on, and then I'm going to give it to Vince uh, to go with one of his stories. But uh, this is something we talked about last week, and I'm not going to suggest that the Democrat National Committee or any of these people are listening to this program. But it's. But I'm going to put this up here anyway. So last week we we did a story about the fact that uh, this senator uh, Senator Ben Luan or Luan Luhan, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Uh, has been out because of a stroke, and nobody is getting any information about this senator. And in a 50-50 Senate, that's a very, very important development. He's 49 years old. He suffered a stroke. He's been hospitalized. And uh, a lot of media were asking where he is, when he's going to return, and they weren't getting answers from his staff. Well, after doing that story last week, it has been announced that he's going to return in time for the— uh, vote on the new Supreme Court justice that'll be coming along at any point. And obviously his vote will be important for that as it is for the entire Democrat legislative agenda. Vince, uh, probably the most important question here
1: is are the Democrats listening to the show? Um, that's the, no, um, they, if they were smart, they would, but yeah. I can't imagine that they're tuning in. You better say yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know. Right? I know little, um, Listen, I, I, I. By the way, we're we're two for two here now tonight, JV. because This is another. This is the Supreme Court nomination. Oh, something really? else I have on my list to bring up. Yeah, it's it's great. It's good though. It's all. It's all, all right, well, good. You can go right um, into it. Yeah, uh, here's uh, that was, it, and I'm not saying it, it, it's died. It's still out there. But where is the attention? And the, whether it be the scrutiny uh, today, I just heard for the first time—I think it was yesterday—that uh, you know Biden's narrowed it down to four individuals. But usually by this time in the process, if if not if not the 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 side that has control with the with the choice is you know they're starting to lay some groundwork. They're starting to at least, other than saying you know Biden saying I want a black woman, they're starting to lay the groundwork even of the type of person and the type of qualifications that they found. There's been nothing. And on the flip side, even the Republicans, there's been no pushback, there's been no leaks. There's been no push on any of this. It's gone almost deadly quiet. And when Washington goes deadly quiet, that's when you really have to get nervous because you know they're up to something. And I'm still convinced. Um, I'm still convinced that there's there's a play there's a play in the mix here. And that at some point that uh, Kamala Harris is going to come up as the uh, as the Supreme Court nominee. I do believe that the, that it's it's. I have to believe that something like that is being discussed because you're not. And, and and I thought this when it first happened, but now it's been so long that we haven't heard a thing, and it just keeps. And it, 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 it these nominations don't move on like that. And and, you know, I, I hope uh, Senator Lujan is is OK and he's in a capacity that he can he can be, uh, you know, an, obviously a productive member of the Senate. Uh, but you, you have to wonder if he's forcing himself to come back before that. And this is now the first sign of life that they're actually thinking about, OK, we need to take a vote soon. And we need all our votes, so they know it's going to be. They're, they obviously are expecting a close vote, right? If they if they need that 50th vote, so yeah. Do you want to take and, it from- and and well, no, no that that's kind of where I was going with, with with what I had. So if you want to just go ahead with it, it's fine. But I will say this: if if they're worried about the 50th vote, and just to play into my conspiracy here, if they're worried about the 50th vote, that means they're looking for the 51st vote. And so she won't be there to make the fact. I'm not sure she can, she can vote on her own. Well, That's the
0: thing. Do we have an understanding of how that will work? Would she have to resign? Well, she probably wouldn't resign as vice president until she knew she had a confirmation. Right. I mean.
1: She, I, I. It's a great question. I don't know the answer to that. I know you can't vote. You can't vote to appoint your own successor. Right. But as far as voting for yourself for a promotion, I would think it's okay. I would think they wouldn't want to come down to that where she votes for herself. To be the nominee i have to be honest with you though if uh if 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 i were advising the uh the the senate republicans all of them should vote to get kamala harris out of the out of that uh, <laughs> right. out of that seat you know one heartbeat away from especially this heartbeat away from the away from the presidency they should all they should all just let it go yeah and at the end of the day you know it, it doesn't affect the outcome it's a it's still a five four it's a five four or six, well, six it's supposed three, to be you know, six three, three but dozen, yeah 6-3, right. But it doesn't, it, like I said, it doesn't change the makeup of the Supreme Court. And and so if you're going to do something like this and, and you're going to take something that should be done on qualifications and not, you know, for any other reason, now is the only time in history or one of those times in history I should say that you can get away with it.
0: I'm going to stay on the Supreme Court uh, issue because I did have this other story here that there are three GOP senators that the Biden administration has been talking to about uh, the Supreme court nomination, the white house has been in direct communication with Republican senators, Susan Collins of Maine, Lindsey Graham of South Carolina, and Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, all three whom have voted for at least 60% of Biden's, uh, other judicial nominees. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that list doesn't surprise you too much. Jr. I mean, the only one missing from that is, uh, Mitt Romney.
3: Yeah. I don't know where he is, but, uh, To be honest, Lindsey Graham surprises me a little bit because he was really vocal when Kavanaugh was getting grilled unmercifully, you know, to no end. And uh, that was a Lindsey Graham I hadn't – I didn't know he had that backbone um, anymore. So – but I remember comments he made that, you know, these picks shouldn't be really partisan picks. And to that he was you know he has said some principled things about um, you know uh, you know the party in power has the right to pick who they want and that's one of the uh, you know consequences of elections so um, but the other two Collins and Murkowski you know don't, don't surprise me a bit so uh, that that certainly gives them a little latitude if if it if they really need it but uh, you know I I guess the other the other point in this that that I can't help but think if, if if it really is a candidate pool of one, and the votes are truly already guaranteed behind the scenes, then uh, who's our Jerry Ford?
0: You yeah. know,
3: to take her spot.
0: <laughs> right? Who is that? Is it gonna, Pete Buttigieg? I think is a leading candidate. Um, Juliet oh, Juliet Murkowski <laughs> did say last month that a yes vote uh, because she as was referenced, has supported 60% of his nominations so far. She said a yes vote over a lower court position does not indicate she would support the same person if nominated to the Supreme Court. There's a, quote, pretty tangible difference, end quote, between between serving on an appeals court and serving on the Supreme Court of the United States. That's what Murkowski said. Now, Murkowski it uh, doesn't surprise me that she'd be, be uh, someone Biden would be talking to. That statement surprised me until you start thinking about the fact that she has a very credible primary challenger in, uh, what's her name? Is it Lisa Chebacca? Is it Lisa? I don't remember. Chabaka's her last name anyway. So this is, mm-hmm. I mean, that to me is her trying to stave off this very strong primary candidate. That's a
2: good point. Um I don't know i guess i understand that maybe like you know lower judges aren't the same as uh, appointing a supreme court judge but if she agrees with the people he's picking then why would that change i don't know i mean i have to say i've i (laughs) i hadn't really thought of the kamala aspect seriously because i was like there's just no way they would do that to us but i mean of course they would but I just kind of assumed that none of the people he was picking could pass just like basic vetting because they're all corrupt criminals and it's hard to get them through the hearings first, but I don't know. I hope it's not Kamala. Uh,
0: Picking up on JR's point, Vince, about Lindsey Graham, a little bit surprising on that list. Lindsey Graham is weird. One day he seems ultra conservative, and the next day he seems like he's willing to do anything the Democrats want him to do. I never know which Lindsey Graham we're going to hear from. Um, But I will say this. One of the things that Lindsey Graham has been talking about is he supports uh, South Carolina federal judge, uh, was it J. Michelle Childs, who is also a high-profile contender for the uh, Supreme Court. So could this be just a case of Lindsey Graham supporting a fellow South Carolinian? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, well, in a nutshell there, you just described Lindy's, Lindsey Graham's entire career as a United <laughs> States senator, right? Yeah. From one day. You never know. You never know where he's going to come from. But, yeah, I think I think that's probably a, a safe bet as to why he's a target there. Um, he can get away in in, in South Carolina of, of, of voting and supporting one of one of their own. And that that gets him through any trouble that he's going to have back home in, in the state for any case. It's probably it's it's probably a very safe vote for him
0: all right okay. do you want to jump to something or should i keep
1: going um it's up to you i can, I can yeah go it. ahead buddy go ahead can, uh, yeah sure. uh to, it's something something happened it, it, interesting enough it it, it dovetails into a little bit into our uh, from our uh russian uh discussion but uh um in fact uh, a few hours ago uh new york congresswoman elise stefanik called this the biggest criminal pol- uh, political corruption story of our lifetime and it is completely going under the radar right now, but um, today it was revealed in court documents that um, the Clinton campaign paid to infiltrate Trump Tower and the White House servers to link Donald Trump to Russia. And this is obviously all coming out as part of the Durham probe where they are now, uh, there's proof within in legal documents that it was actually the Hillary Clinton campaign who uh, uh, made efforts to connect Donald Trump to Russia to create what we know as the, the, the big Russian Russian uh, fiasco that has dogged Trump for, for a long time. Uh, but to the point where, um, a tech executive, actually tech executive one, as it's listed, because there's no names uh, being used in the, uh, the court documents, um, had, had enlisted the assistance of researchers at a US-based university where, uh, who uh, were receiving and analyzing large amounts of internet data in connection with a pending federal government cybersecurity research con- uh, contract. And that this tech executive one asked the researchers to mine internet data to establish an interference and quote narrative tying then candidate Trump to Russia, and this was stated by Durham in in those uh, in those court documents, um, uh, Juliet. I, I got. I, I mean, here's. I'm sure it comes as no surprise that the mainstream media is not going to pick up on this. But at what point? I mean, given the given that this is this is now being discussed in court documents and it's out there for everybody to read and see, when does this become an issue? that the that the media is actually going to uh, going to pay attention to.
2: Gosh, I wish I knew the answer to that. I don't know. I mean, they're so good at covering up and shutting down anything they don't want us to talk about. But I mean, this is huge. This is like Watergate level crazy big. I mean, she was encouraging people to like basically spy on the White House. To try to prove something that they couldn't even prove there was no there was nothing there so i i mean i've been telling everybody <laughs> that i talked to but i'm sure the media will just you know distract us with something some other shiny object for a while
1: yeah yeah and, and it's 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 more than just encouraging the they, 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 the the hillary campaign actually paid for operatives to to uh do this work and to, to work out and again like i said it's all spelled out and, and jr i again you have to wonder i mean it's it, it probably does not shock us that the media hasn't picked up on this but at what point does hillary clinton finally have to answer questions for this or does she do the the famous clinton houdini tricks where they you know poof and everything disappears once again as it, as we know it's been their history for a very long time
3: well it would be Interesting to know that she went to the hardware store and bought some bleach over the weekend, uh, so she could uh, <laughs> take care of these new, uh, documents that are uncovering. <laughs> but but uh, you know the silence is is absolutely deafening. I mean this to me, uh, this is a modern day Watergate. It it it's, mm-hmm. it has to be. And you know uh, there was almost nothing over the weekend, other than the you know the, really the uh, shows like. This or other conservative shows. I think Fox had it on this morning on their morning show. It was, was the first time I'd seen it on on a more traditional news. But uh, you know, it should have been all over the Sunday shows. You know, but again, if you want to bury something, you know, find Super Bowl weekend and uh, you know Valentine's Day weekend. And but that doesn't that gives them a free pass for a couple of days. But 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 not not now. But the the other irony is. Hillary was finally in the news again for the first time in you know a couple of years, and uh, so you know again it's it's like we're talking about Russia, you know there's so many facets to this, you know where is this really going to go and what what more is going to come out but uh, it's just so damning what the, what even this was that the fact that there's nothing basically being done with this at this point. You know, I I thought this as well. I mean, I I I've, I've pressed hard to think of something Biden has has done right. And one thing the only thing I can think of he's done right in his year plus he didn't shut down Durham. <laughs> he let yeah. it keep going. Yeah. So uh, you know, it it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens, but uh I I can't believe there can't be um you know, they've indicted a few, you know, ancillary people, but nobody of any consequence really that should be at this point. And we haven't seen, this this could be just the tip of the iceberg. So it'll be very interesting to see what comes out.
1: Uh, JV uh, both uh, Juliet and jr said this and I'll just uh, I'll just add this and then I'll throw it to you for either comments or to, to move on but uh, um, you know you both you both uh, uh, invoked it being uh, just as big as as uh, Watergate of mm-hmm. course uh, president Trump he did uh, put out a statement of course telling everybody this is this is a lot bigger than Watergate ever uh, could have imagined it being of course of course you know president Trump going for the larger than life uh, <laughs> criminal pro but it, but to be serious though it is this this is a this could become a huge if any of this is even remotely true JV this is a huge criminal uh politically cr- criminal criminal activity going on
0: the word coup has been thrown about it's I mean, you could justify using that word. And as far as the comparisons to Watergate, let's let's take just a quick look at what Watergate was. It was a third-rate burglary by the sitting president of the United States to get some opposition research uh, from the Democratic National Committee to use in his campaign. And when it was uh, discovered that the, that took place, he lied about it and covered it up. This story has that times 10. It's got those elements. Those are just the basics. And then you add layer upon layer upon layer upon illegality upon illegality upon illegality. So Watergate is, is nothing compared to this. The difference is our standards have changed. And the difference is our media has changed. So those are the two things that we're going to be fighting against. But as far as a crime against the people of the United States, this is one of the biggest. This is one of the worst and uh the and the fact that the mainstream media isn't even talking about this uh Tucker Carlson did a did a uh, segment on it he's fired up about it but i from what i can tell he's the only one um this is this is bad news mm-hmm. it, tucker was playing uh uh video footage from Back in, I think it's like 2017. Uh, Jake Sullivan, who's what now the national security director, yes. Jake Sullivan was uh, on, you know, one of the news programs back then, talking about how a group of nonpartisan computer experts have uncovered all of this. There's nothing nonpartisan about these people. These people were purely in the tank for Hillary Clinton. Clinton. They wanted her to be president because she promised the lead guy a job as uh, part of the counter. Uh, uh, Ha- cyber hacking di- division, whatever it is, um, right. and then you know, and then you've got somebody like Leslie Stahl interviewing Trump. I don't remember what year it was. I think it was, it was close to the end of his presidency on 60 Minutes, where he brings up his, his campaign was spied on, and she's like, "You have no evidence of that. There's no evidence that proves that. There's nothing that proves that." And there was right. even at that point, there was evidence that that was true. So right. uh, it's it's That's really right. it's really crazy how. How not only this crime is so severe and so egregious, but then the, the media, the bulk of the media has so little interest in it because it doesn't fit into any of the narratives that they're interested in. What, and the primary one being Joe Biden is the president and uh, Democrats can do no wrong. And, you know, so that's where that's where that's going to sit. Um But speaking of transgressions by governments, let's talk about what's happening in Canada, because this is not a pretty picture as this whole thing unfolds. Uh, Trudeau has announced that he is taking unprecedented action. In fact, this is emergency powers. It's the Emergency Powers Act in Canada. And what he said was after discussing with cabinet and caucus, after consultation with premiers from all provinces and, uh, and territories, The federal government has invoked the Emergencies Act to supplement provincial and territorial capacity to address the blockades and occupation. JR, notice the language there, blockades and occupation, not protesters, you know, not not Canadians that have taken to the streets, not uh, I guess if you don't if you don't commit arson and looting and rioting, you're not considered protests in Canada.
3: Canada is a different country than we are. And I'm not as familiar at all with, you know, the rules and how things work up there. But this thing is um, hit its boiling point and it's bigger than Canada in my estimation. You know, there's, there's other countries around the world looking at uh, that have an agenda that are going to see if this thing breaks one way or the other. And it's, it's quickly gotta be determined, you know, if, if the government has the, the, uh, ability and the power to basically, um, end this thing. And the, and the will of the people, the rise up of the people are nothing more than that. So, uh, there's, there's, I gotta, well, there's a lot of people rooting for the truckers, but there's a lot of people rooting for Canada t- and, Trudeau uh, as well. So, uh, you know, what powers they have, um, like they, you know, might correlate to in this country. I'm not, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, the never, oh, there you go. Never used emergency act. No wonder I've never heard of it, but, uh, we, we will, we will see, uh, who wins this thing really quick, I think, but you know, these truckers are the tip of the iceberg and, and I, uh, I, I think you're already seeing blue States cave to the mask mandates and, uh, you know, they're on the wrong side of this, Canada is, and they don't want to be on the wrong side of this thing. So, I, I uh, you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see what, what materializes.
0: Uh, a quick thank you to intolerant leftists and uh, Omazon in our Foxwell chat for the contributions, and I'm sorry if I've missed anyone else uh, who's contributed, but thank you to everybody. That helps a lot. Uh, Juliet, that's the thing about this. This is about mask mandates, essentially. This is about a freaking piece of cloth over your face that doesn't work science has demonstrated and they're willing to basically go to a domestic war to use a term loosely over this the Trudeau, go- Trudeau government could say it's ending anyway we've you know we're coming out of this we're not doing this because you're here but you will be happy to know that we are going to lift these mandates let's all go about our
2: business yeah I mean I think There, I think he's in a really tough spot right now because I think there's a lot of pressure on him not to cave because I don't think that these dictatorial governments around the world want us to know that we have the power to force change peacefully. I don't think, like, like, I'm sure none of them want this to work. But at the same time, optics-wise, it would look really, really bad if they do use force to clear a bunch of people that have moon bounces and hot tubs in the middle of the road. You know, I mean, so he's in a really tough spot with that. But I do think it is, it's affecting things here now because, you know, in the past week, all of these major cities have like dropped their mandates or announced the end of it. and. To me, they're trying to prevent that from happening here. They don't want an American version of this convoy. Vince. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. Vince, the uh, quote from Justin Trudeau about this, he says... We're not using the Emergencies Act to call in the military. We're not suspending fundamental rights or overriding the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. We're not limiting people's freedoms of speech. We're not limiting freedom of peaceful assembly. We're not preventing people from exercising their right to protest legally. We're not reinforcing the principles, or we are reinforcing the principles, values, and institutions that keep all Canadians free. Sounds to me like they're doing all of those things. They're infringing on All of those rights
1: I, that's exactly right and it sounds like if they weren't doing those things that or they were doing the things they said that they weren't going to be doing they really aren't doing anything is what it sounds like <laughs> right, right so right. what 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 is the point of your your emergencies act other than declaring it it's emergency because you know that's what you've got a mess on your hands is what it would the emergency is going to be trudeau's approval rating uh, you know in, a, in another month but you, you know you made a great point i mean the mask mandate it's over okay uh it's it, everybody's either either it's over because science says it's over or it's over because we're just damn over it and you know i think i think at some point let's be honest every every protest has to run its course and do its thing and and this one i think did Um, it is starting to affect a, a larger uh population than just you know the canadian border it is starting to stretch into the united states Um, I know there were grumblings down here uh, about it happening in in the States and, and having some sort of trucker convoy. I have to be honest, I don't think it works here. Uh, you know, we live in a very uh, snowflake-ish, woke-ish uh, type environment these days, and we don't we, we don't suffer inconvenience very well in our uh, in our fir- in our first world here in America. Yeah. So I, I don't think a, a trucker convoy is going to make anybody very happy. You know, right now, I mean, you, I just don't think so. I mean, think about it. Ninety percent of all of us get pissed when the when there's two trucks side by side on the highway and you can't get by them. Oh, come on we're not gonna we're not gonna put up with this right so yeah. so i think I, listen i think they made their point i think i think trudeau's it's very simple just you know what when, when, if it was if it was 30 days from now that you were gonna end the mandate just end the mandate i think it now becomes a pride issue that he has to somehow figure out how he can win the standoff with the truckers which is unfortunate it's really unfortunate, you know? unfortunate. i mean I mean, you know, could be worse, right? He could be trying to figure out a standoff with Russia and Ukraine, I guess. So, I guess. Well, that's that's the other
0: thing that puts all of this in perspective. JR, I'm going to read another uh, effort that this Emergency Act uh, implements – The Canadian finance minister said that banks and other financial institutions in Canada will have the full authority to, quote, temporarily cease providing financial services where the institution suspects that an account is being used to further the illegal blockades and occupations. Those two words again. This order covers both personal and corporate accounts, including crowdfunding platforms. So the Canadian finance minister has basically said banks if you suspect anybody's business or personal account might be helping this effort, you have the right to freeze that money. That is nuts.
3: You know, in, in this country, uh, the, o- the only way a uh, U.S. bank could do such a thing is if you get uh, basically court ordered information that tells you, you have to, you can't uh, unilaterally do that. Uh, certainly you can't be, you know, guilty till proven innocent. Now in Canada, you know, the banking is a little different. There's only, I think, six banks in the entire country and, and, and TD Toronto Dominion is is one of those. And they're more socialistic, I guess, than, than the independent banks in, in the United States where we still have, you know, five, 6,000 banks in the country. So if, if the fin- treasurer of finance uh, director, whatever he is in Canada states that, to me that's the government telling them they can do that and the banks are forced to comply so i, I wouldn't look too harshly at the bank for complying with what the federal government um which are more controlling than the u.s banks are because they they almost have to if they're uh, if they're gonna stay in business you know they're, they're their regulator they they tell them what to do and to give them the authorization to do it so uh but how, how's that sound? The optics of that uh, look horrific. Um, GoFundMe is already, you know, taking it in the shorts with uh, uh, with every degree of credibility by by taking money and, and attempting to redistribute it elsewhere from the people from the whole purpose of the donors. So uh, that's another whole element of this thing that that has come up that you know we've never seen at this scale before. So uh, you know, Vince could be right. It, it's about ready to run its course anyway. Um, but it is a battle that Trudeau and other countries that want to maintain control need to show that they can still win and that the people, uh, uh, don't have the control that they certainly think they do. And I think the people are, and this just is at the tip of the iceberg. And that's the part that, that uh, is interesting. I think we could have something like this in the United States and we have a heck of a lot more trucks in the U S than we do in Canada. <laughs> so again we'll see what happens but uh, i think it's going to wind down and I, I think both sides are actually going to show that they win in some degree because uh the truckers have already won in some ways um and you know trudeau is is going to do these things and showing this for us i think is just one more way that uh, he, he's showing that he still is in charge of his country
0: Juliet, the word that scares me the most in there is suspected. So all it takes is a bank, I guess, employee to say, Oh, you you're wearing a a, a plaid shirt and you're kind of blue collar looking. Maybe you drive a truck or maybe you're part of this thing. We're not gonna let you take any of your money out. You know, JR's right. Canada is not the United States. They don't have the same freedoms, but they do have a level of freedom. And for them, again, to go be doing this over mask mandates. Uh and it's just it's just that you know, again, we've talked about a lot of things that don't add up. This doesn't add up either.
2: Yeah. Um, I tell you what, if I lived in Canada, I would probably be withdrawing a large sum of money tomorrow morning. But um I mean the the suspected is scary because what what if you just buy a t shirt that has a semi on it with a you know maple leaf and now they're like, Oh well you support this, so freezer money. i mean ugh, it's it's very weird i mean I've i've gotten a crash course in the difference in laws and the way things work between our two governments that honestly never even mattered to me until <laughs> really recently but it's weird because you think of canada as being kind of just like us but a little more towards the british side but um yeah no they don't have the same amount of rights and freedoms that we do their government has a lot more power over little things like apparently banking so i don't know i think that's a really bad move if you're trying to win the court of public opinion you do not take people's money from them
0: yeah that's that's the worst thing you could do vince the 800 pound gorilla in the room here is and uh, we haven't brought it up at all tonight, but we can't end this program without bringing it up is what did you think of the Super Bowl halftime show? Uh,
1: um, <laughs> so I, I thought it was, I thought it was completely disappointing to be honest with you. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't dislike hip hop. I don't dislike some of the artists they, they have, they, that they had on. um, I think that's a genre of music that's known for its edge. It's known for its uh uh it's it's no it's no it was the, it was developed because they had something to say and whether it was the NFL whoever they totally just I thought they just totally whitewashed it, you know, when Dr. Dre's playing along with the with the uh the establishment and the authority and like they're all just going along with it and allowing allowing to be censored and everything else i i just think that's they they totally sold out (laughs) it's what i thought was what happened in the end there um i thought uh i think i well i felt bad for mary j blige i thought she was just like totally winded and couldn't get through the set but uh other than that i mean you know and then and then eminem i mean you know, all okay, right. He, he, I thought it was ridiculous that he took a knee, and that you know he was either allowed to do it or whatever. The, there's a lot of rumors out there about it. It's just like, come on, man. I mean, like, like that's that wasn't that wasn't it. That wasn't your your thing to do. It wasn't your place there. It wasn't. It didn't. It didn't make any sense, right, in the big scheme of things. When you're, but it, it was. I I found the whole thing a little odd and a little sad in the end.
0: Juliet, what are your thoughts on the halftime show?
2: I totally agree, and it's really. First of all, I didn't know that that's what he was doing. I like didn't the either. Whole kneeling thing. I didn't either. I was like, "What is? What?
1: What's <laughs> Why
2: is yeah. he doing that? Like he had to explain it, which makes it really dumb. Right. But um, it, I don't know. Like between the halftime show, like that, uh, it's just so weird to me to bring all those people back right now, and then throughout all the commercials. It was a million actors from shows that ended, you know, two decades ago. I mean, it was literally like they're bringing back the early 2000s again. And it was just driving me crazy. There was a commercial with the guys from Scrubs in it. (laughs) It was was totally weird. My boyfriend and I were both watching it like, what are they doing? All of these things are referencing like 2004. (laughs) I don't know.
0: JR, we know that you got a little bit of gangsta in you. And, you know, normally on a on a Monday night, you've got your hat sideways and your big bling on. Uh, but so what'd you think of the halftime show?
3: Yeah. You, you got me pegged, JV. I, uh, I tell you, uh, I, it was certainly one of those halftime shows that you either, I think you either really liked it or you really didn't like it at all. And, uh, uh, my household, uh, fit that demographic.
0: <laughs> they didn't like it demographic <laughs> or did, did or didn't.
3: Well, one half of the household did not, oh, and one did. Gotcha. You yeah. know? So, uh, but it did surprise me. I, I saw one quick article on it, uh, today that the NFL knew he was going to take a knee, um, and, and with the controversy that they've tried to eliminate, I was a little surprised that knowing that he was going to do that, that they were okay with that. But, uh, I, I wasn't a fan of the, of the halftime show, but I, I, I wasn't surprised by it either. Uh, my other half, uh, really enjoyed it because she really enjoys all kinds of music and uh, thought it was fantastic. So, um, maybe another reason why I'm on the show tonight and uh, on Valentine's Day here at I
0: don't <laughs> know. Well, Juliet, the funny thing is, is that uh, I actually got the commercials and all those references from 2004, and I didn't get any of the music and the kneeling, and I didn't even understand the lyrics. I had no idea what was going on the whole time. I'm like, what the hell is happening here? I don't get it. So, <laughs> that may say a lot about me. I don't know. Vince, did you have anything else pressing that you needed to get uh, out to talk about? tonight or nothing pressing no okay all right well unless
1: unless you wanted to go around but we're good
0: yeah no i think i think we can call it for tonight um you know we we got a little bit of a late start but uh we i want to thank matt couch for jumping on and helping uh kind of sort us through what was going on in ukraine we got to watch that i mean a lot of people say we it's none of our business and we shouldn't care and you know i get that side of the argument but it's also something that could escalate into something far more significant and we have to care about that so uh, we got to pay attention to it, Jr. Thanks for being here, Juliet. Good to see you again. Um, I just want to make sure people can read Juliet your your uh, social media handle. It's uh, Truth Seeker eight four eight seven. Is that right?
2: Yep, on Gab.
0: On Gab. Okay, perfect. Jr., you just jumped into Getter. You are now a, uh, a Getter veteran, I guess. Right? You were in chat once anyway. There.
3: Yeah, <laughs> uh, oh, two two and a half days now. So I'm, <laughs> I'm
0: flying. All right. Everybody's got to go. Same, same go on Twitter. Yeah. Everybody's got to go to uh getter <laughs> and find Jr. Fire chat and give him a follow. He needs a few follows. Uh, Vince, you're on where, where are you with Vince Cassell at Vince Cassell?
1: That, that is my Twitter
0: handle. Do you ever look at it or not?
1: uh yeah, yeah. I, no no i'll be i'll be honest what i did was i kind of i stepped away from social media for a while mm-hmm. uh being as but but my twitter was very entertaining and pithy and uh and 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 too honest for a lot of people so i'm thinking that maybe i need to get that going again though yeah so well when we'll my when that.
0: my space fell i stepped away from social media and uh <laughs> trying to look for a right. re-entry here. No, in all seriousness, right. I'm actually really right. <laughs> enjoying Getter quite a bit. I don't like Twitter at all. I have 37,000 followers, something like that on Twitter, and I post it and nobody sees it. They they throttled me right. so they much over me. there. It's just absolutely, it's not even worth the keystrokes to put something up there. But anyway, thanks, JR. Thanks, Juliet. Yeah. Vince, great job filling in for Britt tonight. Thank you as well. We right, will be, Thank you. We'll be back tomorrow night with the Patriots Roundtable at 10 p.m. Eastern. We'll see you all then. <laughs>